Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the My Fancy Zamboni, the big 4-0. Um, we're having a bit of a delirious Thursday again. I think it uh, seems to be happening more times than not now, but we're joined with a full roster again. So, Andy, how are we doing today, mate? You all right? That's well, thank you, Joe. How are you? I'm all right, mate. It's the end of the weekend. No, it's always a positive. <laughs> Griff, how are we doing, mate? You okay? I'm pretty good, thanks. Looking forward to this weekend. How about you? Yeah, likewise. Um I'm good. I, do you know what? I like the fact that every every week I go, how are you? How are you? How are you? And I respond every time you say, I'm not bad, thanks. How are you? I, just, I refer you to my previous comment when the last person asked me how I am. Uh, we're, no, we're I'm not being rude. Well, exactly. I know I'm being rude by pointing it out, so I apologise for that. Um, moving on, could talk about being rude and we're completely ignoring Dave. So, Dave, how are we doing today? You all right? I'm getting used to this being ignored. It's like chuffing, uh, you're just a side cut of meat on the, on the counter. That's how it is nowadays. Apart from that, mate, I'm all right, thank you. Good. Good. He's intentionally not asked me how I am because he's just there my comment. And uh, my fancy <laughs> only listeners may notice a lack of violins for Dave's uh, comment there. Yes, Quite honestly, there's, there's, just couldn't be bothered to load up the sound clip. My, my, my field is barren, my friend. But I hope you're well, and I hope you've had a good week. Yes, I, have, I am well, and I've had a good week. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, we've got a more brief... Um, arrivals and departures lounge today um it's been quite quiet quite possibly because the uh, the airport may not have taken cash so we'll come around to that later um so we'll just run through the players that have been signed for now um and then i don't think we're going to pick out players this time because there's not that many of them so we're just going to run through them uh, and then we'll pick up on our first i would i would say issue of the day to be fair it's raised a few eyebrows i think but before we get to that um Dylan Quayle has signed for the five flyers. Uh, Jonas Emmerdal, which sounds like the Swedish version of Emmerdale, has signed for the five flyers. Uh, Scott Jamieson has signed for the five flyers. Raymond Grewal has signed for, not the five flyers, Manchester Storm. Um, Martin Simpson has signed for the five flyers. Uh, Tony Tammy uh, has signed on a trial contract, I believe, um, for the five flyers. And finally, yep, you guessed it, Andrew Little has re-signed with the Five Flyers. So very five-orientated um, five today, um, to Greff's delight. Um, but we're not going to pick any, uh, any out on there. Um, Dave, you, you're waving a pen, and last time you did that, you threw it at someone. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let you speak. I'll, I'll, I can't throw it at you, that's the problem. Well, you could, but you'll end up with a pen mark on your screen. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Gruel, the signing for the Storm. Did I read right somewhere? I think either they released or the Elite first League is the first Punjabi player, player to play yeah. for the, in the Elite League. I mean, you know, that's you know, interesting start, as in you know you don't rarely see any, but you know fair play and um, hope has a good season, but not too good a season when he's in Sheffield or when Sheffield's in Manchester. Sorry, Graf. Oh, fine. Manchester play five just because we like to see Graf's face when Manchester lose to five. <laughs> So anyway, moving swiftly on, um, we're actually going to stick with Manchester for the time being. As I say, we'll discuss our first issue of the podcast. And I think issue is probably the right word with the way it's currently been reported. I don't, I don't know if you guys would agree. Um, you may be already be able to guess this. This is in relation to Ned Lukasiewicz. I will throw this over to Gref to fill us in with the details that everybody's been given. Um, Gref, what's happened? Well, there's been a lot of... I'll say silly comments on social media. I'll dumb it down to that. But 
Cats are divulge. But yeah, the the press release today was from the star that Ned Lukasiewicz is not going to be playing for the start of the season. He's and why is that, Griff? Some apparently about ten percent of the people think it's about well a hundred percent of the people. <laughs> Uh, I actual people who know the actual logistics behind it all. I think it's just because I was just having a child. Mm. Anyway, an extra two weeks off. Do you know what? I should have just asked somebody who was going to say it directly. I'm just for, for everybody listening. You won't you won't see is the fact that we're currently watching Gref just completely squirm about kind of about his story. This just, is really annoying me so much today. I'm like. I've got so many saved drafts on Twitter from me not going to buy it and then like, nope, stop. Stop. <laughs> so the basic gist of it is from, from what, if, if social media is to be believed um, and it appears that, is it, is it Ned Lukasiewicz's side of the story has kind of gone out, hasn't it? But the Manchester side hasn't. The basic gist is his wife had an, an emergency C-section or something along those lines. It was about it was just like two days before he was due to come to Manchester, and he asked if he could stay a couple more weeks just to look after his wife. Is that is that the general gist of what's happened? And then they basically said, "No, you can't." From, am I right? Am I right in that? From from what's from what's been reported, this is reported, yeah, yeah. So what what do we think from that stance? I'll throw it over to Dave or Andy because I, I, I can't. Gref's got this like reverse like nodding dog head. It's just currently just going horizontal. Oh, it's, it's, it's the type of look that says I have Come a response. On, no. <laughs> I have a response, but not for this type of podcast. It's an over eighteen definite. Um, and there we go. He's turned to a nodding dog now. <laughs> <laughs> I think take take the issues aside. Of if of course if it's all correct and above board, you know, because obviously hockey players are renowned for being completely truthful with everything that's happening and, and whatnot. The only thing for me that Manchester fault for as it stands now is that what they should have done is that they should have got a detailed press release to control the narrative. Now, this is not what I'm saying, control the narrative. This is not disregarding the situation with uh, Lukasiewicz and whatnot. But basically what they should have been doing is, right, this is what's happened. This is what's been asked for. We've discussed X or Z and we've decided to part ways. Instead, he has been able to comment on um, social media directly. He has, I've, seen, I've seen a few quotes from himself. Mm, I've seen and, a few screenshots and, and things. Basically, he's then controlled the narrative, which is fine to a point. Because obviously, it's, obviously it's about him and his wife. Um, but from a business perspective and a club perspective, what they should have come out and said is... Right, well, actually, no, it's not just because we've said... If, if it's true that actually it's not, and some people are saying that actually there's a bit more to it than me, it's not a case of he's asked for two weeks extra, Manchester said no, so he said, well, OK, then, bye for now. If that's not the CTFN. case... Well, yeah, something like that. If that's not the case, then the club should have put something out on twofold. One... Again, control the narrative, but two, to actually inform their fan base and to give their fan base the facts and the knowledge to say this is what's actually happened. This is why you're not going to see this player in stone colours. And that's not a bad thing, but sometimes you've just got to say, well, this is what's happened. And you've, we see it in clubs 
over the years that a player's left, they've been able to speak to someone who they've been friendly with, get the information out, Chinese whispers, social media doing its trick, and then all of a sudden you've got something that actually has been kind of agreed between both parties becoming, well, actually, it's their fault. That So you kind of, you know, if the club just said, right, this is what's happened, it's not, it doesn't become as much of a problem if there is a bit more to it than meets the eye, which, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Lukasevich has a history of not being the most helpful of people. Um, on the face of it, it looks wrong on Manchester's part. However, I, even I can't imagine their ownership being that brutal, that unhelpful, that unwilling to help one of its own. And dare I, I say... T- I can't tell if you're just saying this to remedy Greth. He's just starting to squirm less and less. He's just... I, I, start, I, he's, I, he's looking more comfortable by the well, second well, well, he's it's, it's not, though, is it? It's, it's, it? You just can't... You know, I mean... You can almost see his teeth. The thing is... We, no, miracles... It's not Christmas yet, mate. Um, <laughs> no. But... No, I tried, Greth. I tried. In, in Sheffield, we, you know, no, one of the owners is Sheffield-based. Finity spent a number of years in, in Sheffield, and you got to know him, and you just... Even then, you can't see... Especially Finity's, what? His youngsters... Is he a year... Is she a year old? Greth? I'd say probably about nine, ten months. So, so he'll be very aware of the family aspect of it all. So I, I, I'm on this one. It's very much sit on the fence. Let's see the facts all come out, and then let's uh, put your colours to the mass. Because I can't, I just can't see it being very what black your, and white from what it is now. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, Andy? Um, I, obviously, without a statement from Manchester, I, I don't think there's anything else to really say to it. Um, I have heard that he's known about this uh, sort of due date for a long time. And um, I think questions were raised as to why he signed signed there in the first place, knowing that you know things were going on like it's back home. Uh, and that's all I really know about it. But obviously, I think Manchester should have done a better job in, in putting a story out so that the fans know what was going on. And um, if if I was a coach, I'd I'd, I'd have said, you know what, it's, it's it's one player, let him have his time as family, and if he wants to come back, he can come back. Um, that's how I would have handled it. But, you know, without a full facts, you can't really say much on it. Um, to be honest, I don't think it is a massive loss anyway. Um, I, I think he's had a very good season since his time since Edinburgh, so it's not a massive loss for them. Just a quick one, Griff. When does your season actually start? Uh, next week, we play Dundee. So assu- So assuming that this weekend will be the first week of this extra two weeks, then he'd only be missing a week of league action. And imports have been known to, especially when there's been visa issues, have missed a week or two weeks. They actually just want to bring in Brandon Whistle because they were really impressed with him last year. <laughs> but see, see, when you break it down, it, there's just... Nah, there's, there's something not uh, not totally right with it all. No, I, I agree. I'll, I'll come back to my Brandon Whistle comment in a minute, actually, because that brings me to a question. But um, I, I, I can't. Yeah, you guys have, have hit the nail on the head for me. I, I think on the current picture that we've been painted, Manchester very, very, very much at fault. I can't see it being the case. 
I mean, generally speaking, you look in any job in the UK and you'd be looking at paternity leave of you know, a couple of weeks minimum. So realistically, and as you say, Dave, it's not like it's slap bang in the middle of like the season. It's not like it's right just before playoffs and he's just going off with pop. The only thing for me is I can't see what kind of circumstance could be thrown in unless it's like a case of he knew about it. He didn't tell him. Then he said, oh, I might be, I might not be. And then it's, oh, I'm, I'm just going to take this time off. And then it's, oh, I want you to pay for me other flights, despite the ones I've been paid for. I, I don't know. I just I just can't think of a circumstance that had... But what we can do is speculate for the time being until we hear from Manchester. So to be fair, there's not really a lot that, I, that I'm going to say about it. The main thing that I'm going to say about it is I think Manchester at this point, as you say, are at fault for not releasing a statement. And they need to release a statement ASAP. Because right now, people are on social media dragging them from pillar to post about the fact that what they're being told right now doesn't look good and doesn't look good from what Manchester have done. The longer they wait, the less credible their statement's going to be because the more it's going to look like they've just gone, oh, actually, boys, will look rubbish here. Let's let's release something. So they need to get that out now. If they release it now, then it at least looks like it's not being, oh, guys, we need to clutch at straws and think of something that we can say at this point. If they just turn around and say, this is what's happened, fair play, job done, draw a line under it. Yeah, good old social media. Always helpful. Always helpful. Um. Just before we move on, I say I've just mentioned Brandon Whistle, and to be fair, I had I would have quite happily seen him in a Steelers jersey this year as a as a Brit, as a young Brit, and a guy that actually played in the dirty areas quite well. It surprises me that he hasn't currently officially signed anywhere. Where do we think he's going to end up? I think there, are, if if an elite league team doesn't sign him, particularly looking at the Brit packs in certain in certain elite league teams. I don't. I, I to me, it'd be daft for no for no elite league teams pick him up. Looking at the Brit packs of one team, Dundee could be a shout. I, I generally jokes aside, I would genuinely I wouldn't I wouldn't say he wouldn't look he'd, he'd fit in the type of hockey that Manchester plays. They like oh, yeah. they like they like to play the like rough in the corners, play the like play in the dirty areas, and and Whistle was very very good. And it's one thing that nobody ever picks up on. Jared Haggard was another player that played for Steelers that was very good in the dirty areas. And he got slated at times for not doing a lot. But when you looked at how he played in those corners, um, you know, he took he took two or three bad hits a game. And the reason was because he was putting himself in those dangerous areas. And that's what Jackson, uh, sorry, what, what Brandon Whistle did very well. And I think it's like him with Manchester. Few players of that nature, they're prepared to do the hard yards. Yeah, and that's particularly one of his age. Yeah, and, and, that's a, and that's the difference between that player being able, you know, to do that job because you know, like I said, not everyone is prepared to do the hard yards of that nature. So I'm surprised they've been picked him officially so far, but you know, Manchester would be a fair shout for Dundee. If, if you had to say, yeah, I, I, could see, I could see Dundee. I could see Dundee. He'd be that but type. Also see Coventry as well. Coventry, yeah. Well, I don't know. What, what do we think? Do we think he's going to turn? Do we think? Do we think he's going to go elite league? Do we think he's going to go NIHL, or do we think he's now going to go? Actually, my brother's in Nottingham. I'm not going to go to Nottingham because it's not. For me, there's not really a space for him in Nottingham. So, is he going to go elite league? Is he going to go NIHL, or is he going to try and go back to North America? It does cost the Brit right, and not an import. He classes as a Brit in the Elite League. He would class as an import in the NIHL, I think. I have to say, I, 
for us or for Dundee would be a good shout. I think there is a rumour that for us that Adam Barnes is going on a two-way to Leeds. So that could fill yeah. his spot whilst he's playing for Leeds. Yeah. So or Leeds, or Leeds could be the team that Brendan goes to. Yeah, either that as well. Yeah. What do you think, Andy? Um, I think it may go back to North America. It wouldn't surprise that the, the lack of like the lack of an update as to where he's gone just baffles me. I I I, I kind of agree with you. I can kind of see him trying. If he, I can see at least him trying to push his luck there at the moment, trying to trying to see what he can get. Because I just think if he'd have signed in the if he'd have if he'd have gone to the elite league, I think he'd have gone by now and it'd yeah, be announced. But anyway, yeah, moving on from that. Anyway, that was a uh, we got off, we got went off agenda on that. We went we ad libbed that just completely just improvised. Sure, I'm so, fault. Down well, down know, got, down with this type of behaviour. You said down with the sickness then. <laughs> um, moving on to what could quite possibly be the most contentious issue in episode forty. It's probably one that we've all been really looking forward to discussing on the podcast for the last couple of weeks. Um, Sheffield are not a team that ever goes a season without making some kind of noise um, that's controversial, not only with other fans, but within their own fan base. And uh, that's exactly what's happened here. It's not even Sheffield that's done it, but you, well, sorry, it's not even the Steelers that have done it. Not that you'd have thought that if you read some of the fan interactions. However, it is related to the most taboo word at the moment, cashless. Which I think, following on from your question last week, Dave, maybe another word that some people want to ban from hockey right now. I, I, I get the feeling it's, it's running the um, another word beginning with C as the most um, offensive C word in, in the sport. It's just true. Is it up there with classy? That that, that is the question. You read some people, and yeah, it's a, it's a complete and utter abomination. But yeah, so. For the context, 1st of October, the arena is going cashless. So you can pay by chip and pin. You can pay contactless. This is for the um, drinks, food, and the car park. So if you go in advance, so if you go on the day to pay for your car park, you pay by card. If you want to buy a £20 pizza, you pay by card. If you want to buy two super pints, you pay by card. You That's can't like it. buy cash. I'm, I'm covering all audiences. Um and the, I know it's with a twenty-pound pizza. Who in the right mind pays twenty pounds for a pizza? I, that baffles me. I'm not going to lie. You know, that's, in fairness, I think the, the subject of pricing of arena foods is, I think, one for another podcast. I was just going to say discussion for a that's day. another day. Um, you try and take a, a, a balanced view on this because there are circumstances, scenarios, one-offs where cash still is king. However, it's 2019, and cash isn't king. It is card. And we can all say, well, what if the systems go down? What about the children? X, Y, and Z. Looking Think for- about the children. And I just, I read some of them, and there's some folk who's like, well, my kids can't go and get the chips. Well, I'm not being funny, Joe Bloggs. Let's just say it's to hide the identity. Whoa, 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 whoa. let's not throw this at someone called Joe. Let's oh, like, oh, no. Maury. Maureen's on this preseason, so Maureen's safe from this. But you know what, Joe Bob? Get off your backside and go to the counter. Use your card, buy the chips. There you go. Oh, don't Simple. Simple. Oh, problem. What's, what's I mean, this, this, is the, this is the first time... 
This is the first time that Dave's nearly broke people's speakers since Derek Campbell scored. That was a glorious <laughs> moment. That was a beautiful moment. Um, but no, seriously, people say, oh, they can't get the chips because well, I'm not letting them go with Campbell. Well, go off your backside and go yourself. You know, take your children, you know, your family, go with them. Get in the queue. Oh, it's because then you can't just sit down and talk to your friends. Well, actually, the problem's not the arena. It's actually yours. So jog on, Joe Bloggs. Get off your backside if you want your kids to have chips. Or go somewhere beforehand, better price, probably better quality. Bob's your uncle. I never just, the phrase. Just go to McDonald's and get some wraps and like shove them like, in your jeans. That's like... There's that, so many ways of skinning a cat on this one, but it's just the arguments of, oh, they can't go. Oh, the kids can't because they haven't got cards. Well, actually, kids, I think, believe I'm being on a serious point now. I think from 11, you can actually get a prepaid card that the parent can control so that you can say, right, there's your pocket money. It's on the card. And you can spend it over there. But once you've spent it, there you go. Jobs are good. In. And some have said, well, how do they learn about budgeting? Well, there you go. It's just the same as getting, you know, like me and Greff will have got pocket money via cash. And once you spent it, that was it. Jobs are good. In. But probably you're the same, but you know, but probably when you're were going, probably was beginning to be more cards, and I'm not saying that offensively, just that we're more of an older um, end of the bridge. Um, yeah, we bring the youth to the podcast. You really don't. Um, <laughs> 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 but I'm not for it. I just see these excuses. And I just see excuses. You know, I'm not for it. Well, so you can't. So you may have to get off your backside and go to the, the place yourself to get your children. Your children. It's not like you're taking a scout class and your own flesh and blood you've got to go get off your backside and go and get the food get I have to I, I have to say the other thing that's baffled me with this is the fact that I actually saw somebody try and use the argument of but people who are declared bankrupt can't get a bank card so okay so the arena are now going to make all decisions on the probably 0.001% of potential fans that could be bankrupt yeah, let's leave that one out. No business makes Get a decision the on less than half a percent. Any business that does their decision making on half a percent of their potential clientele is reckless. The amount of people that will use that venue will have the facility, will have the, the capacity to do it. Now, we've spoken, we were talking last night at, at Hockey Training, I've spoken to a few people, and people have actually mentioned, well, what about budgeting? Because if I use my card, I don't know how much I've spent validish argument and I say it's because there are facilities now if you use your car and you've got contactless well if you've got a smartphone and there are more you know I don't know what the percentage but I think it's somewhere around 70-75% of users 25 onwards that have a bog standard smartphone and if you've got a smartphone of a certain bank apps so you can check how much you spend well, just don't be daft. It's not like you're sit, sitting phrase, in a pub, is it? You're not sitting in a pub all weekend and just going up to the going up to the bar whenever you want a drink. 99% of people in that arena will go and get a drink at the end of a period. You're not gonna. You, it's not like all oh, five minutes in the period and I've just finished my pint. I'm gonna go and get another one. 99% of people are gonna are probably gonna go right. Okay, I've just bought a pint. The start of the period. Period will finish. I'll go and get another pint or. Pie or so sorry they don't do pie and peas. Um, like, oh, another slice of pizza or chips or whatever. I'm not specifically relating this to people who are going to be drinking at the games, but to me that's the kind of that's the time that people say budgeting. If you're saying like, oh yeah, I want to save money, um, you know, I, I use cash because it can help me budget. 
I think I think most of us would do that if we were going out to a pub all night or we were going out clubbing or something. I hate the word clubbing, but you know, you know what I mean. If we were going out to a nightclub, let's say we're going to spend the weekend, the night in the weekend, the night in Pop World, you're probably going to take cash because if you're just constantly going up to the bar and tapping your card, next morning you've got to check your bank account and pray that you've not spent into triple figures. Whereas if you go, if you start the night and go, I'm going to take fifty quid out, then at least when you leave, you go right, I've spent me fifty quid, done. I, I get I, that, but not at the arena. The only time I've actually gone to a place and just constantly used my card, ironically, was your wedding, um, Joe. That's the only time I've really just gone there. You go pay eight five for a card. Um, I'll, I'll bring Andy into this because I appreciate I've uh, aired my, my most of my thoughts on this one. Yeah, well, it's funny because it's, it's like some people don't don't realise there's a KFC and there's a Burger King across the road. Uh, no, uh, excuse me, don't neglect Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Thank you very much. And, and uh, big, uh, big filler as well. How <laughs> can you ignore filler. the big filler? I don't know, it's, 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 this is my point. How can you ignore these places if you've got before or go after? And if, if you really want a drink, okay, but, but you just can't do it, you've not, got, you've not got a card to do it on, or you can't do it by card, then there's a pub across the road. So just get one before and then wait till after. If it's really a problem, I mean, people blame the arena, they're blaming the Steelers, and it's not just those, it's Sheffield United. I mean, they've gone cashless as well. But they have said that they will leave at least one space for cash to be able to, to be used. And it wouldn't surprise me if there's one little bit in the, in the arena, if there's one till, that will still take cash. Because obviously you've still got a 50-50 shirt raffle program, so someone use cash for that. So they must have at least one little area where you can because they wouldn't turn down money, even if it was cash or card. I'll, I'll throw a, a scenario of usage of a cashless arena. And, and me and Gref come about this was when we was in Budapest. Apparently, we was there. I'll say it before you two do. <laughs> um, but the whole venue was cashless. But what you had were there were six uh, vendors where you could load your money onto. It cost you something like I'm going to say one fifty-two pound. I'm kind of looking at Gref for about one fifty. Yeah. Something like that. I, so what you paid for your card, and that was then that was it. And you, you loaded your money onto there all the time, and it didn't cost you any more. Apparently, it cost you to take, get your money back, but we spent it all because Robert Farmer. Um, but it, it worked well. You know, you got a PIN number. You use it between four. Because if, if people go in groups, or if you go as a, as a you know, husband and wife, you can have one card, and there you go. Use it. But then that, you know, the, the arena has an app on it. But, then, you know, there's just so many ways. For me, one big sentence that just sums it up and sums a lot of northern hockey fans, shall we say, we don't like change. Change ain't good. Neither do the arena, that's why they've moved cashless. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's absolutely. And, you know, you just... I think a lot of people need to look more to themselves than the arena for blame for the abomination that going cashless is. You know, you go look at, you know, people say you can, get, you can be scammed by going by contactless. Well, you chip and pin then. You know, you know, it's not just contactless. The normal how you pay for goods. Can you not be scammed with cash? I mean, people can pickpocket, or you can drop money. Like, if you are out, if you really are out of your way to do something in that context, in that area, you will do it. You know, okay, you're getting cash out to spend from the from the card machine. You can get your card cloned um, from the bank. And in fairness, I got a phone call. It was. It was Three or four years ago from the Barclays. We're going um, very off track right now. 
that um, actually, so I, got, I took money out if we played Hull. It's how long ago it were. And I got a phone call and come back saying, oh, by the way, someone's tried buying um, concert tickets for your car because they've cloned the information. Now, fair play to the bank, they did a good job. They, they, they shut it down. Anne Barclays was alerted to it. They did a cracking job with the security. So they weren't just name them for the sake of it. They did a good job. So you can get it. You can get scammed by getting cash out. If people want to go that far to get you details to get your money, they'll do it. Whether you pay contactless, chip a pin or cash. And I just think people just don't want change. They're happy to do as they are, the status quo. Um, and I think people just need to go with the times. You know, everyone likes tradition and you don't mess with tradition, but sometimes you just got to go with it. That's the thing that gets me is the people that say like, oh, well, what about older people that don't have a bank account? Well, what are you doing with your money? I'm not being funny, but it's 2019. How do you not have a bank account? Open a bank account. It's or not difficult. Do the do the good deed. And if they're saying, I want to buy something for £2, then they say, I tell you what, I'll buy it for you, give me the money, and I'll buy it for you on my card. With a £5 charge. If you want to be that cynical... We're doing chicken dinner. No, that's chicken dinner. No, that's 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 7.50, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? If 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 you know an older person that still has cash... Do a good deed. Be a nice person. Be a nice human being. This has really rubbed Dave up the the wrong way, hasn't it? You can really tell it's really rubbed Dave up the wrong way. (laughs) It's the excuses. It's not the debate on some fans I've got. It's the excuses. And it's the lazy excuses. It's people wanting to do something about it and having to put a bit of effort into keep the status quo from themselves. They just want to go to the game, let the kids run riot, and then, oh, the kids can't just take money and go and get chips. Oh, I'm going to have to go and get off the backside and do it myself. Well, boo-hoo. Sorry. It's not even that for me. It's the fact that people... ...the club away from the fans. This, this is the arena. Oh, that... So... This, is, this is the arena and Tom Stokes. Like... Oh, I saw that one. You're moving away and from then, the fans. And, and then somebody else commented. So I commented on social media and I said... Because there, there were some people that were saying, what happens if the systems go down, like they did in Cardiff, because the system, the Cardiff just seemed to have gone, right, okay, just as the cashless debate's gone down, we'll give you a reason to continue discussing it. Um, but just like in Cardiff, the systems can go down, fair enough. Do they really not think that there's not going to be some kind of contingency plan in place? The response I got, to my mind, was just ludicrous, was comparing it to saying, yeah, but National Grid didn't have a, a, a contingency plan when all the power went out across across the north, and the banks didn't have a, a contingency plan when all their systems went down. Yeah, but I'm not talking about the banks or National Power Grid that literally is covering a, a, you know, a wide range of things with complex networks and, and technology. If the system goes down, then the arena go, okay, we'll take cash. It's as simple as that, isn't isn't it? Like, do we really think that you're just going to walk in and they're going to go, oh, sorry, guys, the cashless system's down, so we're not selling any food, drink, or you can't park in the car park today? Daft. We mentioned chicken dinner as well. You know, like you said, the chicken chips there at the arena, they're £7.50. And you get yeah, three pieces was, of chicken. Yeah, but it was banquet meal at KFC, like a fiver. And even, even if going cashless, OK, you've got more cash if you've got it on you. Spend on shit raffle and fifty and fifty. And if you stand more chance winning fifty fifty and you go home with like two thousand plus quid, then who's complaining? You know Unless I mean? it's a cashless transaction. 
Those oh, transfer yeah. to bank. So the best the best lessons to learn from this are <laughs> A, the arena are trying to help people win the fifty fifty by going cashless. And B, the arena are trying to help people teach their kids about pocket money and budgeting early by convincing people to let their 11-year-olds have their own card with their own money on to allow them to get used to spending money. So I think it's quite a responsible decision. (laughs) It's bad, isn't it? When I know more about sales and a leaf than I do a budget in, that's from school, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, is it good? It's a good. I don't know where he's going with that. <laughs> 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 well, I'll, I'll, I'll blame Brexit for that. And Bye. after that, moving. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll stick we'll stick with the she- we'll stick with Sheffield Arena for now. Um, and I I just I this 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 winds me up probably more than cashless just because it's really doing in. Just um, I, I just don't think I can sit there every week, week in, week out, and look at the logo in the centre ice in Sheffield. I just don't. Tragic. It's, Tragic. I, it's yeah, uh, yeah. From from all accounts, from speaking to some people that are known to the podcast who do the ice painting and done it for years, it's the same people that do it year in year out they're, they're trusted and on the whole they're good they're taking all the centre cycle for this one particular they're normally good normally oh yeah 100% do you know what it's a job that I wouldn't want to do I mean it's, you, you look at the at the rink and you think the, the the surface area that they're painting is massive and it's not something that you'd ever want to do you're talking 18 hour days just to do a third of the ice mm. on all accounts so it's, it's so when, when this discussion's had it's not a knock on the work per oh, se no, 100%. the effort that goes in to put these on is up there and fair play Sir Madden who does it mm. however it's it's when it's not even close to being the centre ice, you kind of just go twofold. One, when did they notice how off centre it were? And two, if it was early doors in the piece, why didn't they try and rectify it? Yes, it mean more work, but to at least have a good finished product. The best part about it is the white bit of ice in the top corner of the centre circle is probably the most surface area on the ice without a sponsor on it. <laughs> you say now, mate, but Monday morning they've got a new sponsor. He's covering the bit. Jobs are good. He's going to wrap that bit in, just like a little... You've got to pay for the new 50-50 machines. Do you know what they're going to do in the meantime? They're going to fill it up with... Do you know when you like walk up to like a cash point and they've got a sign next to the cash point and it says, are you reading this? Somebody could be reading your advertising if this if you're reading this and it's like it's like an advert for advertising. They're gonna actually they're gonna put that in the top corner. <laughs> if you're reading this, somebody could be reading your advert. I mean, it's it's not the first time that there's been something on the ice that's caused controversy. You know, black black ice uh, skate, black <laughs> ice skate. But yeah, but I'll, I'll I kind of swerve it in one direction because you know. It's everyone's seeing the ice, everyone's seeing the centre circle, it is what it is and we'll get used to it. I know you know some people won't well, you know, but and <laughs> Andy, you are a unique case and, and long may that continue. But I'll say one thing, everyone whinged and whines and oh, oh how terrible the ice would be, how ridiculously who's gonna see the puck. I'm not gonna lie, watched the game on Saturday, followed it quite well. Didn't didn't miss it one bit. Players are known, you know, who've been asked about it because you know people need to know how how difficult it is to see the puck. No, no problem. And I'll be honest with you, it always looks worse on paper. 
on the ice, I think it, I think actually it looks decent. You know, you see some European ices, and people say, that, oh, that looks messy. Oh, Lord. I look at the Finnish one. I think it's um, Gref, going to have to help me out. There's one of the Finnish teams in the Liga that not only are they full, but they have neon lights under certain logos. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, the other thing that does mean is people complain about all the, the logos and the jerseys. And the jerseys this year for, the, for Steelers actually look quite clean of sponsors. They're, there's not as many as we've had in previous years, or it's, they're not as obvious. Uh, do you know, and again, you look at some European jerseys and they're, 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 there's double the amount of sponsors on there. And again, you look at some European teams and even the helmets are like bright red with six sponsors plastered across them like it's madness so then you look at ours and go okay fair enough there's a few sponsors on the ice but it's not it's not that busy it's not cluttered and it doesn't have any effect on when you're watching the game we sat on the we on we sat in the back row so if anywhere the worst place if there was any visibility issues in terms of the puck and there was no issue following the game at all so um, at all and um, sponsors you know I, I don't care because at the end of the day you know what they're playing for the type of players that we can get in Sheffield they're playing for their wages exactly yeah. exactly my key issue with it everybody's response last year was our team's not good enough we need to be better blah 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 then we're signing players and everybody's going how are we affording this team it's amazing oh my god this is amazing and then all of a sudden it's oh the ice is rubbish and why have we got all these sponsors on it and they oh. stopped bringing common sense oh, and the into the equation. Gone sorry, sorry, it's a bad habit. And you, brought common, you brought common sense into it. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. Do we want a team that is going to contest for the league and have players the calibre that we've signed this year? If the answer is yes, then the sponsors are needed. Simple. And that's the question that every team who are going to push for the title will ask themselves. Do you reckon Belfast will ask that question? Absolutely. And their costs are more because they're gonna, they've had their t- team in early with the, the CHL. Cardiff will be the same, even though they have the, the, the great, and, and I say that it's not in a sarcastic manner, the great deal they have with the arena that does offset um, by the a, lack of, a lack of the, the four and a half, five thousand extra seats to allow to play with the means. Every team will ask that same question. Do you want a team that's going to challenge or do you want a team that's going to be mediocre? And if they want a team that challenges, they've got to find the cash somehow. And if it means covering like the ice... You crack on. Because if Ring's a good quality player, then I'll sit down and I'll enjoy my hockey. Thank you very much. Can I have my run about the middle logo now? Go for it. Thank you. Right. (laughs) My OCD. Uh, Moving on to the next thing that I've got. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) My OCD. Sorry, I'm on the same. No, fine. My OCD was obviously up the wall with that. I mean, who was like the team leader who decided to say, let's put it there? Was it Crazy Ice from uh, Mr. Deeds and said, looks fine to me? And I, I, I just don't get it. And, you know, I, Andy, it, can been... I just pause you for a second? Can you move slightly to the left because you're not actually in the centre of the centre <laughs> on my screen? Is that better? That's, <laughs> that's better, actually, guys. Thank you. We're, sit, we're sitting comfortably. Right, OK. Um, <laughs> yeah. You were warned at the start of this podcast if you are still listening at this point. Um, We we did say it's a delirious Thursday. Sorry, Andy, go. Thank you. Right. I was having a conversation with uh, Jo from Belfast. Uh, She posted a a picture of their Champions League replicas where the Warrior logo was way off centre. Oh, yeah. um, That could be a misprint on that shirt. Yeah. And I 
And I basically, I basically just uh, went, said to you know, hold my beer. Here's a photo of our centre ice. You were and the, the reactions that. were just inc- so. Yeah, yeah, that that is bad, basically. Um, what's, what's bad is you even thought of allowing her to hold your beer a bit because I wouldn't survive. No, no, no. It's not good. It's actually, yes. A lot of respect for Joe. She's, she's one of the listeners. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was a. If you would think of that, big mistake. Just don't um, give someone your beer. Just drink it. Yeah. Or soft <laughs> drink. Always. Always. We don't, we don't discriminate. Go on, Andy. You're hoping that we're going to shut up and let you talk. Yes. I'm right. But it's not going to happen, though, is it? No. <laughs> Horrible. Um, yes. I'm hoping that... Were you drinking at the game over the weekend, then? <laughs> Sorry, I'll let go on, go on. What, what we did last year is when they uh, changed the most what I really to Flavia Arena is, uh, I think, a couple of weeks after they announced that the sponsor, sponsor of the arena was changing, they changed the Motorpoint logo to the Flavia SA one. So I'm, I'm really hoping... Uh, like you know, halfway through the season, or, or when there's a double header in in Belfast or Scotland, that they'll have the time to maybe change it to put you know put a fr- little fresh sheet over it and just try it again, try and get it central. Uh, I'm hoping that will happen, and, and not another Sheffield Window Centre sponsor trying to cover it up. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Do you know what they need to actually do? They need to get a sponsor to fill the white gap, and they need to get that sponsor to be first central. <laughs> <laughs> just remind me because they're not we're not sponsored by um, Central Travel anymore are we we're sponsored by Central Glass Zone amazingly that is in the centre <laughs> brilliant can you imagine if the people that actually painted the ice they didn't actually know that it was off centre until they saw a photo <laughs> and they've, they've actually gone oh no Jim <laughs> We've got we'll paint this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We had more informatically. Who's Jim? Where's he from? Jim, is it Jim from Darnell? Go yeah. outside. Go outside. Seats. That's it. We're having it. Hashtag who is Jim from Woodseats. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine it? They just do the, uh, the family guy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna swerve this swiftly away from where we are now, um, because <laughs> we're in a danger zone of <laughs> we're in a danger zone of um, of getting very fixated on on this topic. So I'm gonna move very swiftly away. Um, last couple of episodes, we have gone through a couple of teams each episode. So we've done somebody help me out here. We've done Cardiff. We've done Belfast. Nottingham and Coventry, I believe, so far. Yep. So this time we're going up north. Uh, we've got two Scottish teams. We're going to go Glasgow and Dundee. So we'll start with Glasgow. I'll throw it out. Whoever wants to speak first, what do we think to Glasgow this year? I like, I like them. They've, they've, they've upgraded. They had a great season last year. Uh, Pete Russell um, did well. Um, and they look like they've improved their team. Now, the the interesting thing will be obviously um, Zach Fitzgerald is now the uh, the head coach and it's his first coaching role. But you look at the team he's um, signed; it's got talent, it's got quality, and it's got that roughness about it which does resemble Fitzgerald in his playing days. Um, 
uh, you look, but the one thing for me is he's, he's upgraded in certain areas, which I think was the difference between them really challenging for the title, really challenging for the Challenge Cup final, so on and so forth. You look at the net minding, Patrick Killeen, which I know, Joe, you really wanted to see him in Sheffield. Yeah. You know, that's an upgrade on what they had last year. No respect to um, the previous goalie. Um, that's the one. You look at uh, some of the imports they brought in, you know, Chad Rao. I mean, why not? More like Chad Wow. You know, exactly. One of the top players <laughs> that you're going to see in this league. Well. <laughs> exactly. One of the top players you'll see in the league. You know, KHL All-Star, uh, one of the uh, quick, quickest skaters in, in the All-Star competition at KHL. Absolute talent. Quality signing. For those of an orange position, um, The King. She was a nickname I hated, but never mind. Uh, Matthew Wars. Why bring it up? <laughs> because everyone's going to say it, so I might as well get it out of the way. Um, he's resigned, and on all accounts, has still got it. He's had, he's used, he's done um, a Rod Sarich and having the year off to get healed up, and you know he's back in his kingdom, as it were, on the 22nd of September. Be good to see just how much he's still got it. Um, he's probably one of the pre, one of the last imports is going to have such a really good reception um, when he comes back to Sheffield but you look at the rest of their team and, and the, the talent that's in there I see them really pushing um, this year maybe knocking seriously down and probably the team that will challenge the top three now of all the teams that we have in the Elite League this is probably the one that will challenge to make the top three I'm not going to say they are but you look at the team and the talent they have if they can get through the season being free, I see these really challenging, that top three, Sheffield, Cardiff and Belfast dominance. See, for me, I think the re-signings of like Scott Pitt, Matt Becker, uh, Matt Stannis, Travis Earhart, they were some key signings for them because that strengthens the forwards and defence. And even getting... Lyndon Springer from us to go up there is that's pretty much a good signing for them because everyone knows what Springer's like with his toughness he plays on an edge so he is the the fitzy type player the, the pedantic one in me wants to tell you that all players play on an edge because it's ice hockey well <laughs> you're at All-Stars not everyone does <laughs> Sorry, go on. Well, yeah, you. I mean, I know you, got, you have a habit of doing that today. I have, yeah, sorry. Rude. Correct. You were being rude. You you got... No, actually, no, we were being rude today. Sorry, scratch that. <laughs> Even with the signings, the, some of their brick core with Matt Hayward coming back, Matt Howard, Craig Peacock, that's a great for, for their brick lines. Even Craig Moore as well. Mm. that's another key one is with losing well I say losing they let Zach Tolliver go and he's signed with us so they pretty much like replaced him with Craig Moore a Scottish person for a Scott why not I do like the look of uh, Jordan Hayward I think he's going to make uh, a pretty good have a pretty good impact for the Glasgow uh, Gary Russell as well when called upon He's showing sound time again. He he can pull some good saves off. Rasmus Bierim, another good player, another good re-signing for them. 
uh, really, really good player. And, and also when Mikael Lee Hammer brought some great points before, uh, also playing with Guildford, I think it was. So some really good good players there, especially yeah, some of the young Brits like Matt Cowell is, is really improving year on year. And they're looking really, really strong right now. Uh, it, I'd be surprised if they don't finish in the top five, to be quite honest. Yeah, I agree with Dave on his pushing for the top three, to be fair for me. Good goaltending stepped up from last year. Um, bang on, yeah, I wanted to see Killing in an orange jersey, so good pick for them. Um, Haywood, as you say, Andy, I mean, you look at his stats and you think he's a decent forward, and then you realise he's a demon. Um, I mean, he played DL2 last year, 52 games, 40 points. Um, I mean, he ended up with minus 11, which begs the question, if you're on the 40 goals, how did you end up with minus 11? But then you end up, I mean, a, a captaincy in a DL2, an assistant captaincy in a DL2, he's, he's, he's only just turned 30, so... You know, like it looks to be a very strong player to to be backstopping them. Um, you know, Linden, Linden Springer brings a bit of toughness to them. To be fair, for all his faults, an effective demon. I think I think that Fitzy should have a bit more of a knack to controlling him. I think Springer's one of those players that if you keep a, keep keep close and keep on a um, on a tight leash, I think he should be a very very good help for them. And then you look at the forwards. I mean, Becker. Pitt, Chad Rao, Matthew Watt, Scott Tansky put up in 20 points last season. Um, Laporte looks to be a, a guy that can put up points. He's pushing 0.7 points per game, uh, 0.70 points per game in the ECHL. Um, you know, there. So they, they look to be strong up front as well. Um, we talked about Glasgow being a strong team last year, and I think in the end, did they finish fourth? Am I right in that? Finished fourth in the Elite League last year? I think they got pushed out by Nottingham. Um, but I, I mean, either way, to say that they're improving on that team, because um, I, 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 I thought it was a pretty good team last year. So I stepped forward on that. To say the only unknown, the only question mark over this team is how Fitzgerald is going to be with, in terms of coaching. But don't think they're going to have an issue in that in that department either. No, I mean, uh, they've also lost uh, Rumpel. He's, he's going to know for Capitals. Vaclav Stupka signed for HC. Novozamsky, Zanki. And uh, Mikhail Gutwald's gone to five. Uh, Mikhail Gutwald, very good player. Uh, I think he'll be very quiet, Mister. To be honest, he's a very good D-man. Vakov Stubka put some good points up as well. So two players uh, that have gone elsewhere. That you know, yeah, really good players. That I think had they been on this team, they'd have been even stronger. But uh, no, still looking very good for Glasgow. Yeah, I'm excited to see Chad Rao. To be fair, he's not. You always get the odd player that you think you, you're excited to kind of see play. I was, uh, To be fair, I hold my hands up. I was quite excited to see Nottingham last year just because of the KHL experience and some of the guys they brought in. But uh, I think Chad Rao is definitely... Chad Rao and Liam Reddox are probably two of the players that I that I want to see play in person. I, I'm, I'm excited to see them come to Sheffield and play in uh, in the Fly DSA. Um, so, yeah, no, it looks to be a strong team. Uh, we'll move. I, I, I'm conscious that I may have skipped over here. Has everybody said something about Glasgow? Has anybody got anything else to add? We're all happy. There we go. I was conscious that I was potentially going to skip over someone, so I'm glad I'm not. Uh, moving on then to Dundee. What do we think? Uh, for me, this is a team that's wait and see, which is, for me, a bit of a, bit of a downgrade on previous years where you kind of can go... Yeah, they'll probably make the playoffs. They look good enough. They'll have enough to make the playoffs. Um, 
we've looked through their signings when they've made them and they have no for me they have no player that really stands out and yes they've, they've re-signed uh, Matt Marquand um, we all know what he can do um, but it's disappointing because Dundee normally sign a team that you can kind of go yeah they're going to get a good run they'll, you know, they'll push for the playoffs they, they should make it I don't get that vibe with them this year I don't you know but then again it could be the obvious you know complete you know lack of expectation they could have a stellar season who knows but I don't know what the rest of your guys think I, I look at a team and I just go I'd go with them as one of the teams that's going to miss out on the playoffs I would probably agree although they do have a player that's got like probably one of the best names in Jagger Dirk it's just a brilliant name to have and looking at on the elite prospect sorry elite prospects the experience doesn't look too good. I mean, they've got... On there, they've got what, KHL, seven games played. AHL, 314 games played. And that's it. Doesn't look too good. The re-signing of Matt Marquardt is probably a, pretty, a big key signing for them. And then, obviously, Jordan Callan as well. The standout player that they've got for me is Dridden Dow. Very good defenseman, very calm, collected, can put the points. Uh, obviously, I haven't seen many others apart from Matt Marquois and, and a few others, but Drin Dow is going to be one of the top team men, I think, again this season. Looking to see what Alex Leclerc, the goalie, is going to be like. Uh, Anti Beauregard, I think, again, he's going to put some good points. Same with Eagles uh, Cowles and Brett Stovin, possibly. So there's a couple of names there that. Um, probably could stand out but looking here right now apart from Dridden Dow there's no one that really comes comes out to me yeah I think the ones for me obviously Dridden Dow as you say um, Jagger Dirk I believe put up a couple in pre-season um, and to be fair 49 games 21 points and a plus 4 last year for the Kalamazoo Wings so to be fair not for, for, for a D-man not bad looking points there Um I would say they're two standout forwards for me, other than Mark Watt, but we know what Mark Watt can do. Brett, Brett Stobin put up two or three in pre-season um, against the Denser. Um, 24 years old, straight out of U Sports, 22 games, 14 points, uh, and captain for University of Manitoba for a couple of years. So looks to be a good pick-up for me there. Um, the other signing that looked to have uh, had a decent pre-season was Kevin DeFore, another player who was relatively young, uh, 20, well, 27, but it's coming straight. I've come out of the ECHL, 12 games, 7 points for Manchester Monarchs, and 46 games, 34 points for Indy Fuel. So, to be fair, um, you know, they look like they've got a few guys that can get there. The thing is, it's a lot of their players look to be those kind of players who could be on that line. You know, usually you see your team sign at least one player where you think, right, this guy's going to be really good. All of their players are the kind of players that I go, we've got to wait and see how they settle into the team, how they settle into Dundee, how they settle into the league, and then they could push to be decent players. So they could have two, three players in the top 10 point scorers in the league this year, looking at, looking at the potential that they've got. But it's all dependent on how they gel together as a team. I would I would have them in a playoff spot. 
genuinely wouldn't have them in a playoff spot. But I don't know. It's, it's that it's that uncertain. And, and the other thing that, for me, lets them down is Alex Leclerc. I, I, I watched the Adensa highlights, and he just doesn't look great. I mean, a bang on 90% save percentage of one game in the ECHL, and then he's played NCAA. I just, I just don't think he's got the experience needed at this point. Um, we've said it before about NCAA players um, coming out of the coming out of the NCAA and wanting to prove a point because they would be expecting to progress to somewhere other than the elite league. They'd want to be wanting to go to a higher league. Um, so you know that's that's possibly something that could work in their favour. But generally, I, I just don't. I'd be concerned about goaltending, and we all know if you've if you've not got the goaltending, it doesn't necessarily matter how many points you're going to put up. Uh, when these guys played against the Denser. I, as I say, I watched the highlights of the game, and to be fair, Adensa seems to be all over. I know they won the game. Well, they won the game that I watched um, the highlights of, but Adensa just looked all over them. They, I mean, they came off after the second period, and they did an interview with Omar Pasha, and they said to him, "Oh, what do you think to the game? How do you think you're playing?" Blah blah blah, and he said, "Oh, yeah, I think we're looking really good defensively." But then when you watched it enter, they were just cutting straight through the middle. It was just like, oh, skate past him, skate past him, skate past him. I just thought they looked poor defensively. Just Adensa just didn't finish. So wait and see is uh, the thing for me uh, at the moment. But I would have them in a playoff spot. They're a very young team as well. An average age of 25 years old. Yeah. The old player is Matt Lacroix at 32. So a pretty young team. So we'll have to see how they compete with the experience of a lot of the other teams. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. Um, unless anybody has anything to add, we get to move on to Dave's favourite section of the year. Yes! Of hockey in general. He gets him more excited than England winning that Ashes game the other day. That's I don't think I was on my own in that one. No, he wasn't. That's not the argument we're having. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so, the CHL is back. And I'm, I feel like I need to get Dave some like kind of sticker or T-shirt or something that celebrates the reopening of the CHL. We need like backing music for this. We, we do, do, don't we? It needs a jingle, doesn't it? Exciting, high, upbeat moment. I don't know. I what do you think? I I reckon Dave needs to get hashtag Champions Go Beyond like tattooed on him, just like across his forehead. Just hashtag Champions Go Beyond. No. <laughs> Ah, put, it in his, put it in his arm then every time he makes a windmill save you can just show it yeah, yeah I see your logic yeah, what you're underestimating there is the amount of times he makes a windmill save yeah what you're underestimating there is the amount of times he makes a windmill save so other than the times that he goes in his glove and then he windmills it so yeah, no. Anyway, moving on from that, back to the back to the topic at hand. We'll start with with the best team in the CHL, as we all know them. Uh, they got a, a win against another one of the good teams in the CHL. Uh, we are of course talking about Klagenfurt versus Tapera. I'm going to ask Dave what the result was because I know it messed up his accumulator and I laughed at his misfortune because I. Oh, uh, in fairness, four games um, screwed up my accumulator. Um, so basically, just to, to form from last year. Uh, yes, Klagenfurt. Like the Giants too. Oh, the Giants massively screwed up. But you know what? I'm not too unhappy with that because that was the last game. It was the damage was done well before I even touched the ice for warm up. Um, but yeah, Klagenfurt uh, turned over Tapera. Uh, 
Um, I suppose I saw the one of their goals. Um, just kind of had appointments this evening. And a nice power play goal in a, an arena that looks pretty full. Um, looks like the Austrians do want uh, CHL hockey. Uh, but going for the scores today, obviously day one of the tournament, Pilsen um, opened up, uh, pulled it back three one four two down against uh, Hamelina, and won an overtime five four. Uh, Fargistad beat uh, Bistrica. Oh, go on. Ex-Belfast goalie. Besco. Besco already. Was he dead to concede six goals? Well, he did do. He's lost 6-1. Um, we obviously did Klagenfurt. Zug uh, turned over one of the newbies in the CHL. A team that me, Joe, and Andy may have a little soft spot for in Rungstead. Uh, they won no, five. I fell over on their terrace, so no. That was your fault. That's not our problem. Um, for me, one of the shocks of the night so far uh, is um, Augsburger. Uh, going away and turning over Lulia, uh, previous winners of the CHL in, in I think it was penalties, 3-2. Munich, uh, finalists last year, started against Ambi Piotra, who apparently they took about seven 800 fans, um, who their fan base is a unique fan base. Uh, Google them, they are different. Um, but they won, Munich won 3-0. Um, Bielbien turned over one of the teams that Joe likes talking about, Frisaska. Yeah, sad face on that one. Um, but another shock, but a cracking game of hockey over at the the SSC Arena. Belfast turning over um, previous semi-finalists of the CHL, Liberec, 5-4. A game that just had everything. Goals, saves, scraps, hits. Um, yeah, and apparently... Passes, the sec- players. Apparently ice. the second period was like slap shot, according to the coach of Liberec. I just wonder if it's a thing about Czech teams and they lose to the teams for the Elite League that they go all salty they go all really mardy and they're just you know they're just bad losers Mountfield did it when they lost to the Panthers um, because apparently the chairman said they weren't bothered about the CHL him tonight I, yeah I mean the game the, the game itself it were absolute belt of a game and any Belfast fan who was like don't really care about the CHL yeah we can't win it get your fiver out Saturday Osberger who knows two wins out of two Possibly. Hold on, before we give the advice to tell them to get the fiver out, do we know that they're accepting cash? Cash is accepted, but also is card. Fair play. I just thought I'd clarify that just to make sure we're not getting anybody that's going and going, but the my fancy Zamboni people told me you would accept my money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cash and card. Um, so, yeah, so day one's finished and some, you know, lots of goals. Day two tomorrow, um, we'll see the other British entrants. Uh, the Cardiff Devils, they are at home against Mountfield, we'll just mention, so if, if Cardiff win, God help us all. Uh, for London, start their defensive CHL against Gratz with ex-Cardiff and Manchester equipment manager, Dees, who's now uh, the equipment manager of Gratz, whose uh, CHL video is pretty funny. Um, another team that Joe likes to talk about, Carapat, uh, they face off against Grenoble. Uh, another newbies, Lachy Pelicans, will face off against Trinec. Skelethia will have a tough game against Berm. Um, enemy of the Steelers, Yunos Minsk, will face off against Lausanne. Uh, Vienna, take on Mannheim. Oh, um, Vienna. Sorry. Your singing means nothing to me. Um, <laughs> hey. Last time I was on, that's the worst thing about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Possible banana skin um, for me is Titchy. Um, hosting Deer Garden. I reckon that could be a potential if, if their, their fans get behind them, uh, minus the banners. 
they, they weren't the, the theatre didn't like some of the banners that the Titchy well, fans put out last year. Titchy where Coventry fans got held up at knife point when they played in the County Cup? Yeah, that is, that's true, yeah. There was kind of, they were told to stay in the arena just to let the home fans go in and as soon as they were left, they were, a, a group of them were pinned to the arena walls by knife points. Um, so they face um, Diogarum. Uh, of all them, I'd say that's probably the, uh, the potential Garner skin because that building when it's loud is loud. It's, it's, it's not like it's a you know, five, 50 fans in in a corner with a drum and a flag make noise. They all get behind it. So that's uh, Friday's uh, um, CHL. And then obviously Saturday, Sunday, we'll have the next set of games. So it's a good weekend for the CHL. So I have two points in relation to the CHL. I'll, I will say my first one first because then it, the second one's a question. My first one is I want to throw in another team that I like in the CHL. And it's not for the same reasons as, as the rest. It's not because they've got a funny name per se. Uh, but the Latte Pe- Pelicans, I just find their logo hilarious. It oh, looks like it looks like a junior you, hockey team logo. How can you not like a hockey jersey that's got a pelican on it? I might have to look to see if we can like get one of their jerseys. But it, it does to me. It just looks like a junior hockey team's logo. I've, I've just got this vision of like. Gordon Bombay pulling off his overcoat in his green <laughs> in his green ducks jersey, going, "I'm proud to be a duck," and it's a pelican instead. It just, I, I can't. I'm, I'm glad you it said looks green. Looks like a Disney ultimate jersey, by the way. I'm glad you said green ducks jersey, not a green panthers jersey. Yeah, this is we'll leave you that well out of the way. That's um, been set, that's been saved for the Continental Cup. Um, Challenge Cup, then. Both, yeah. Um, my, yeah, sorry, my other question is what do, we, what do we expect from Cardiff then tomorrow do we expect Cardiff win obviously Nottingham got a win against Mountfield Mountfield had the, the whinge are we expecting a Mountfield whinge or are we expecting a Mountfield win I'm, I'm leaning towards the whinge because Cardiff now got the, the things in Cardiff in their, their benefit is now they've got serious experience in the CHL. It's their third season on the trot. Andrew Lords will have learned a heck of a lot, not only about coaching per se against the best teams, he also will learn a lot from you know his own experiences of playing in this competition. And as I said earlier on in, in the podcast, you know, Cardiff was unlucky last year. They lost most of the games. I, think, I don't think they actually won a game, but they lost most by one goal. So the margin of loss was very narrow. And, you know, if you said that against Pills and Hamelina, you can ask a good game. But it's Cardiff. And when I'm saying Cardiff, I'm saying it's one of the, the, the bottom eight ranked teams in the tournament. So that's why I'm saying it's Cardiff. So they, they punched above the weight. They didn't punch enough to make the next stage, but they punched above the weight. They've got to do it again. In their benefit, these games... Um, against Mountfield and Gratz today, tomorrow and Sunday and then next week are where they can get through to the next round. If they can win three of the four of the games because I cannot see, I'll be, I will be dumbfounded if they can get a point against Frulunda. So the next, their four games, their four games against Gratz and Mountfield is where they can make, they, they say we're going to make the, the, the round of 16 or not. Um, yeah. And I get the feeling that they will do. I, I, I think I, I, what I like is, is I remember in the noose when Cardiff won the league title, the first one, and the conversation moved on to the CHL, and the vast majority of fans were, I don't care about the CHL. 
you know, we can't win it, so why bother? It's, it's a it's a hindrance. It's not going to be anything any good to us. And now, three years later, I've seen hockey. They're like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, this is going to be one of the highlights of the year. Oh, this is this is it. And it shows what people know, what myself, Joe, and Andy will have seen. Jeff, you know, apologies. Um, of what the standard of the CHL is and how good a tournament it now is. Um, so, and the Elite League is getting higher and higher in terms of actual being able to compete with these teams. They're not on par with the Swedish and the Finns and the Germans, per se. Definitely not the Swedish and the Finns. Um, and probably not the Swiss. Um, but they've had a, there's been a couple of wins from the Elite League teams against um, NLA teams. But I think this is the two... This is this is Carly's greatest chance of making that round of 16. And I, I'm going to say now, I won't bet against it. I won't bet for it. But I'm going to say Cardiff will win tomorrow night. Fair play. I'm going to write this down like we're going to start writing down previews as well. So, Gref and Andy, what do you guys think? I think Cardiff are going to win. I'm the same as well. Uh, I think Cardiff will win. Uh, probably in overtime. Yeah, but I'm with you guys as well. I also am down for Cardiff win. So don't put an accumulator on and blame us if it goes wrong, but we all think Cardiff will win. That's okay. I can't find a pen that actually works. So uh, and, <laughs> and, and if you do win tomorrow night and you do see us down at the Viola Arena, you're more than welcome to buy us refreshments. Hopefully you've, you can pay by card, um, but we will, we will gladly accept gifts of refreshments if our prediction's correct. Yep. Certainly not going to say no to that. Um, however, so the last thing that I've got on the agenda moving away from the CHL for now, um, probably be even more um, content in terms of that next week. Uh, we'll probably have more than we have this week, to be fair, because we'll have some more results to discuss um, and have a bit more of an idea as to where the kind of the thing's going. I, I think, actually, before we move on, I think Lulia... The Outlandia Ausberger result today could benefit Belfast quite considerably. Hugely, especially if Belfast can turn over Ausberger. Yeah. And Belfast's advantage is now Ausberger's got to travel. They're travelling either late tonight or tomorrow, and it's not like it's an easy trip from the. the I think it's like the most northernest team in in Swedish hockey. It's, it's very near the um, the North Pole. So they've got to get down to the south, which is not easy in, in terms of transport from that part of Sweden to Gothenburg or Stockholm. Then get across to Belfast. I'm not sure the frequency of flights um, from there. So there's going to be a lot of travel time. So there's a really good chance if Belfast could get a regulation win. My yeah. God, do they put themselves... They're making this CHL thing look like a walk in the park. I know. It's terrible, isn't it? Down with this type of behaviour. <laughs> and I know some of their fans like you can't wish us luck because it kills rivalry sod that go for it get it done you've you got to think us wishing you luck in the CHL is kind of keeping the rivalry because we'd rather you have the more fixtures to uh, tie yourselves out for the Elite League <laughs> me, me, me personally I, I, I'm of the viewpoint that our domestic teams do well in Europe um, obviously the national side do well it just bodes well for our are standing. You look at the signings now, the quality of the signings that go into the Elite League, even to the likes of Manchester and Coventry and Guildford, would they be going to them teams, ignoring Sheffield, Nottingham, 
Cardiff and Belfast second, if the standard of the Elite League, because of these results, would they be going to these teams? Because they're thinking, actually, the Elite League is a decent league to play at now. And the answer is no. Yeah. No, it's, not, it's not winning the Aladdin Cup on penalty shots. It's not winning the Yorkshire Cup, 11-2 on aggregate. Because, oh, we'll enter that because we'll win. It's actually being in these competitions and doing well, learning from it, getting good results. Really, as a country, domestically punching above his weight. And that's how we're seeing the standard of our domestic scene increase. Yeah. Yeah, bang on. Um, so, the last thing that we've got on the agenda for today, so it's actually been quite quite short for us, to be fair. We've not gone on for two and a half hours this time around. Um, but the last thing on the agenda is, of course, a preview for the upcoming fixtures in the league. Uh, only four games, so again, keeping it nice and short. But uh, we've got the Steelers versus Nottingham in Sheffield on Saturday. We'll go Andy, Greff, Dave, then me. What do we think? Who's going to win? Uh, Steelers win. Yeah, I'll agree with that, Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. Same for me as well. So Steelers for all of us there. Uh, Glasgow versus Dundee in Glasgow. 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 And again, 100%, because I'm going to say Glasgow as well. Uh, Then we've got the flip side, so the same fixtures, but in the other barns. So we've got Steelers-Nottingham in Nottingham. I think Nottingham. Oh, was that ooh about? Don't know. But yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Steelers. Ooh, Steelers in overtime. Well, you've got to be awkward and give me something else to write down, don't you? Got to earn your keep, haven't you? Well, you know, um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Like, I, I think. You don't, we don't know what Nottingham are like in terms of proper competitive domestic competition. So it'll be interesting. I think Steelers, um, just because I think we look better on paper. That's all I can go off for now. Um, Dundee, Glasgow in Dundee. Glasgow. Okay. Glasgow. Glasgow. And again, 100% for that, because I'm going to say Glasgow as well. So, it's not an 80s party yet. It's not an 80s party. Yes. That was horrendous. No. It will be acceptable in the 80s. <laughs> um, we, we did ask Andy if we could have a, a Stafford story corner again to, to end, but unfortunately I don't think you've got any stories to tell us this week. Have you, Andy? Um, I'd probably say my story about the uh, logo and uh, my conversation on Twitter with Joe. I think that's probably my story for today. So I've got nothing oh, else. Oh, he's blown his story. <laughs> Come on. You know that your story segment's at the end. I'll have to get uh, Thomas Benacorin and Dowdy Moore so I didn't get any more stories Ken- from GB. Oh, name dropping. Look at this. Terrible. <laughs> Can you just tell us, like, a brief Cinderella story? Like, tell us the plotline to Goon. No, I'm, no, I'm joking. Um, okay. <laughs> I was more than happy to do that, but okay. Moment's gone now, mate. Sorry. Yeah, we've lost oh, it. Sorry. Yeah, we, we, uh, we actually for trademark and copywriting purposes, we can't tell the, st- <laughs> the storyline for Goon. Uh, no jokes aside. Um, and that's it. That's all I've got on my piece of paper. I, I feel like we've been very brief today. Even, yeah. even after going off topic and listening to Dave rant about cashless for 15 minutes. My rant about the uh, logo. 
and, and Andy going on about the logo. Gref, we've been quite tame in this one, other than me interrupting everybody. Yeah, we have. I mean, I have. You've just interrupted Gref. I've got one question. I've got one question, Gref. Had Lukasevich stayed, what would be his nickname? I was just going to say that. I can't say it on air at the moment. So not looking then? Nope. What about Sevi? Ned Luca left ditch. What about Lukey Sevi? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you say it? It needs to be 18 plus. It's one of them ones. Okay, yeah. So if you can't tell, Gref really didn't like Lucas Savage. He's quite happy with the decision. I wonder what our listeners would uh, give us a nickname. That would be something that we could repeat on the podcast. Maybe something we need to ask him for next week. What? Wait, hold on. Who's a nickname for who? Lucas Savage. If oh, he stayed, I thought you meant Gref. Oh no, Gref's always, Gref's always going to be Gref. You can't, you know, can't, you can't mess with tradition. Gref oh, is toothless one. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? This is true. I was actually just going to say, oh, I've got some questions for today's podcast because my dad sent me a few, um, but uh, my phone's dead, so I can't see him. So, so I'll add them to next week, and then we can open up to listeners to send us some questions. We can, yeah. So if, you've, if you're listening to this, you've got any questions. The Twitter um, and Facebook media channels are... <laughs> I feel like I need a little theme tune for I'm giving that. Um, at MFZ Podcast on Twitter, it's my Fantasy Zamboni Podcast on Facebook. Don't hesitate to get in touch. We want, want to hear questions. We want to hear if there's anything that you guys want us to discuss. Um, anything that you think will set Dave off on a rant, because Dave's rants are always fun, particularly if you've got reinforced speakers that aren't going to pop. Um, yeah, boys, uh, unless anybody's got anything else to add, I think we're pretty much done today. <sighs> Abusing that, that classic moment of Campbell scoring a goal and not getting himself thrown out, I just... I just I can't be doing this for next week, mate. I wasn't hungry on that one. I didn't fancy biting anyone. No, it wasn't biting. It was attempted eye gouging, wasn't it? Or was it both? Probably both. Probably both. Probably. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll end there, guys. I think uh, unless let's say unless anybody's got anything else to add, we'll end there. I get in shaking heads. Um, this is radio, boys, not television. People can't, <laughs> can't see it. I have a face for radio. Can confirm. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but you know. Same Don't put yourself down, Griff. That's our job. You're being rude, so I'll do it for you. Right, gents. Um, and Griff. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll end it on that. So, Andy, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, uh, Dave. Thanks, Griff. Thanks for everyone listening. I really hope they solve the, uh, the centralise issue for you. I know that that's going to really distress you if, uh, if it's like that all season. Mate, I'm hashtag triggered in all capitals. Is it, hold on, hold on. It's all capitals, but is it pulsating? Uh, is it, it triggered? Yeah, yeah, it is totally. <laughs> Brilliant. Ah, oh, dear. Um, Gref, thank you very much. I apologise for. Um, well, I apologise to Gref and Andy. I interrupted you both, but I, yeah. I, so you should. Thank you very much, Gref. Yeah, See, no I did. It's no problem. Not going to well, say thank bye you. or anything. Thank, thank you for anybody anyway. listening. Just, just going to say no problem and then done. Yeah, I'm going to be like a mic drop right there. But no, thank you to anyone that's been listening. And also, it's been a classy cashless podcast. Oh, there's always one. The C bombs going out in force. C bombs are plenty. It's not the Conti Cup. It's not the Challenge Cup. CC now stands for classy, classy cashless. That's not. That's not easy to say that. Try say that on Saturday night.
No. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. And uh, Dave, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Joe, Jeff, Andy, thank you very much, and to all listeners. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the delirium that was this week's podcast. Um, yeah, just make sure you got money on your cards. World's a better place. It's true. Or get off your backside and go with your kids. That's the one. To get some chips. So, no, but uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. Um, 40, well, obviously 40 episodes in now. See, a season in. Um, I feel like we're getting, we're getting the hang of this now, even if we do go on until half past one in the morning, two in the morning, half two in the morning. Well, you know, we, you know, we just sit and talk rubbish for an hour and people listen. So, you know. It's funny because even when we finish podcast, we still talk about rubbish for another hour. Uh, it's true. Hour. Yeah, I was going to say, people need this background is that once we come off the podcast, we stay on until about 3 a.m. just so talking rubbish. We, we don't just shut down, shop and go to bed like normal people would. People wouldn't think we see each other at all, would they? No. Well, I, I think... I, I don't think people realise the reason that we actually started doing the podcast was just because we'd meet up somewhere and then stand outside wherever we were. We'd go, right, all right, see you later, and then we'd stand there for another two hours talking rubbish about hockey. And at that point, we thought, you know what? We'll put it in a podcast. The history of the MS podcast in one exactly. sentence. It's true, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, it is, yeah. True. Anyway, we're going on to the topics of, um, of things that people don't really care about. So, leave <laughs> me on that. Um, thank you very much for everybody listening to episode 40, the Classy Cashless Podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm going to title it that, I'm telling you now. Um, no, cheers, guys. Um, thank you, everybody listening. Another episode of My Fancy Zamboni. Thanks a lot. <laughs>